What's happening? What's happening? Hello, my name is Brad Harden, and I'm the host of the brand new show here on the Hoop Ball Network, Hoop Ball Hawks, where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks, from box score breakdown, training camp, free agency, the rumor mill, you love John Collins, you love Ice Trey, you love JR Crickets, well, check us out, follow us at Hoop Ball Hawks on Twitter, follow myself at Brad Jarrett. Six, seven on Twitter, and we hope y'all check us out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. They always ask, who do you have? Lakers or Clippers? Rodgers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Don't pick the Chicago Bulls. But I also tell them, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. MyBookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for all of Major League Baseball, the upcoming NFL Draft, and any other sporting event that you can think of. We've got the NHL playoffs around the corner, and we've got PGA Tour Golf, PGA Championship will be in less than a month. I'm excited for that. And look, you know me, and you know that I don't give my stamp of approval out very easily. If you're going to earn that, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Head over to my bookie. If you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet, bet with the best, bet with my bookie. Now let's get the show started. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Ah, yes. Welcome to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoop Ball Network. We are brought to you by MyBookie, Manscaped, and ExpressVPN. Go check out all three of our amazing sponsors. I am the host of this infrequent program, and the reason why it's infrequent is that the Bulls don't really give me much of a reason to do this even on a bi-weekly basis. Our last episode was April 22nd, and I told you before that night's game against the Charlotte Hornets that there really wasn't much left for the Bulls to play for. But deep down, the fan in us wants our team to make the playoffs. 
even if it is a Mickey Mouse format where we're guaranteed one game for the right to play, one more game for the right to play against the two or the one seed in the Eastern Conference. In that scenario, your chances of getting to a second-round playoff series are slim to almost none. But you want that opportunity. And right after I recorded our show, the Bulls came out and they performed spectacularly against the Charlotte Hornets, beating them by 17 points. But everything has gone down mountain since then. I'm not even going to say downhill. It has gone down mountain. Last Saturday against the Miami Heat, the Bulls were down by as many as 25, found a way to get it to within five, and then Denzel Valentine had the three-point shot heard around the world in what might have been the worst attempted shot that I have seen in a basketball game at the NBA level, at least in my time being alive. That shot that Denzel Valentine took with just under a minute to go in that game last Saturday at Miami. One of the worst shots I've ever seen. A microcosm of the Bulls' season. The Bulls come back two nights later, and they end up beating the Heat in Miami 110-102. And you're thinking the Bulls are starting to play a little bit better without Zach Levine. And what I mean by play better is be able to function without Zach Levine. Because in that game... The Bulls got a huge performance from Nikola Vucevic, 24 points, 11 rebounds. A huge performance from Daniel Tice, 23 points and 12 rebounds. And Tice was 10 of 13 from the field. Vucevic was 4 of 5 from beyond the arc in that game. And Kobe White had 17 points on 5 of 14 shooting. Not great, but not terrible. There were other contributors, the always inconsistent Lowry Markkinen, 12 points on 5 of 11 shooting in that game, and Thad Young almost had himself a triple-double. In 26 minutes off the bench, Thaddeus had 10 points, 8 assists, and 9 rebounds. Or, as Stacy King calls him, Thadjik Johnson. Although I heard a nickname for bad Thaddeus Young on 670, the score, they called him Baddeus Young which I thought was hilarious because Thaddeus Young is good, Baddeus Young is bad. I like the nickname. So shout out to Jordan Malley, the producer of the Bernstein and Rahimi show, for coming up with that little idiom. And I believe Jordan Malley also hosts the Locked On Chicago Bulls podcast. So we will have to get him on at some point in the future. So after that win against Miami, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. You think that you have an opportunity to make an impact down the stretch and have a chance to catch the Wizards for that number 10 seed. Well, not happening. Because two nights later, they go to New York, they get pounded by Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks, 113-94, to as Tibbs gets his revenge, Derrick Rose, in a Knicks uniform for the second time in his career, gets a win against his hometown team and the team that drafted him number one overall way back in 2008. Rose did not have a good game. Six points, two of 11 from the field, six assists. By the way, Taj Gibson's on that team too. He had four points and eight boards in 18 minutes off the bench. You got Tibbs, you got Gibson, you got Rose. This is basically the Chicago Bulls of 10 years ago currently playing at the Garden. Julius Randle is an MVP candidate. He scored 34 points in that game on 12 of 23 shooting, 
four of seven from beyond the arc. So basically the Knicks are ex-Chicago Bulls and a bunch of Kentucky guys. And the Bulls in that game, Vucevic had 26 points and 18 rebounds, but the rest of the lineup was really quiet. Kobe White did not have a great game, 12 points on 5 of 13 shooting. Daniel Tice, 6 points on 3 of 9 from the field. Larry Markinen off the bench, 14 points on 5 of 9. It's okay. But the Bulls just, they didn't play well. They got down by double digits in the first quarter. Got it to within three at halftime, but the Knicks just absolutely blitzed the Bulls in the fourth quarter. It was a tie game after three quarters, I should say. And the Knicks outscored the Bulls 37-19 in the fourth quarter. Early on in the season, you'd see the Bulls competitive the whole game. You really, with a couple of exceptions, would not see them get outscored by 18 in the fourth quarter. You see them get outscored by big margins in certain quarters, but you would not see them get outscored by that much in the fourth quarter. The Knicks are good. This is no longer a fluke. The New York Knicks are a very good basketball team. But you also have to imagine from the Bulls' perspective, your number one scorer is gone. You're relying on somebody in Nikola Vucevic to run the offense from the elbow, to be that point center. And he cannot play off of Zach Levine because Levine's not there. The Bulls then come home. They lose to Milwaukee without Giannis by 10. And then they go to Atlanta last night. A couple hours before the game, word comes down that Nikola Vucevic is out. Zach Levine is out of the NBA's health and safety protocols, but he was not dressed for the game. So the Bulls go into Atlanta without their two best players, their two top scorers, and they end up losing by 11. And so for two straight games, check that, three straight games, the Bulls are held under 100 points. It's not going to get it done. Not in the modern NBA. You're not going to win many games in this version of the NBA when you score under 100 points. I'll do the research on this a little bit later in the year, but I would love to see what the winning percentage is of teams that score under 100 points. Like, do even 10% of teams win a game when they are held under 100 points? I would imagine not, but we'll have to go and do the research and see. Basically, at this point, the Bulls are an incomplete offense without Zach Levine, and at least for tonight, without Nikola Vucevic, last night, I should say. Thad Young has to come into the starting lineup. He almost has a triple-double. He's 10 of 12 from the field for 20 points, but he's a minus 15. Garrett Temple, 5 points in 28 minutes. Kobe White, 12 inefficient points. He also had 5 fouls and 4 turnovers. Larry Markkinen, the ever-inconsistent Larry Markkinen. He had 11 boards in 23 minutes. That's good. But Lowry Markkinen isn't on your roster to rebound. He's on your roster to score. And in 23 minutes, he scored seven points. And what does it say about Lowry Markkinen's future at this point that Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine are both out and that couldn't even get him into the starting lineup? They put Thad Young and Garrett Temple in the starting lineup in place of Levine and Vucevic. Daniel Tice is your starting center, but the Bulls were starting Vucevic and Tice together, which is a lineup that I really liked, and hopefully a lineup that we'll see at times next year, that 
again, as we had talked about in our prior episode, that requires the Bulls to keep Daniel Tice, and he is a free agent after this season. This is a flawed team. This is a team that is not playing very good basketball. They're not playing cohesive basketball. And there's a lot of guys on this roster that are just, quite frankly, not going to be here next year. The injury for Vucevic is a right adductor strain. With eight games left to go in the season, is it really worth putting Vucevic back out there unless he is 100% healthy? This is your prized acquisition. You brought this guy in to help you compete next year and the year after. That's when he's under contract. And if he's good enough, the Bulls are going to be able to max him out. And I think that he might be worthy of a max contract if he continues to put up the type of numbers that he has since coming to the Bulls. He's been averaging almost 25 points a game since arriving in Chicago. That has not translated to team success. But team success at this point in the season is, in my opinion, a higher draft pick. Let's look at the standings, and we'll look at the standings after we take a quick commercial break. You are locked in to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast on the Hoop Ball Network. Is there anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? How about freshly groomed balls? Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. It's a whole new balls game, folks, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement. I'm telling you, these products are no joke. So easy to use, and I have all the confidence in the world with the best tools for the job at Manscaped. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced with a close shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man. It hits the spot in every way for my balls. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. It's time to keep your testes fresh and clean. Manscaped even threw in their Shed Travel Bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level. Complete your top-to-bottom grooming game with the new Refined Cologne Signature Scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Talk about the ultimate utility, man. Manscaped is like the Mike Trout of ball trimmers. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Hit the balls out of the park this season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 again. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code HOOPBALL20. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes get out of whack. Welcome on back into the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoop Ball Network. Bulls lose last night 108-97 to the Atlanta Hawks down at Phillips Arena, also known as the Highlight Factory, or at least that's what they called it back when Josh Smith 
was throwing down highlight windmill dunks. So let's look at the Bulls' remaining schedule. They have, by my count, eight games left on this schedule. And the reason why I want to go over where the Bulls are in the standings and their remaining schedule is not to talk about the playoffs, but rather to talk about lottery positioning. The teams that are above the Bulls right now, the Washington Wizards are in the 10 spot. They are three games ahead of the Bulls. Three games back with eight games left to go in the NBA is a very tall order. And by the way, the Bulls are also tied with the Toronto Raptors. So if the Bulls are going to have any chance of getting to that number 10 seed, they will almost assuredly have to beat the said Toronto Raptors on May 13th at the United Center. So the Bulls' remaining schedule. On Monday, they're home against Philly. Then they're at Charlotte, home against Boston, at Detroit, home against Brooklyn, home against Toronto, at Brooklyn, and home against Milwaukee. I think 2-6 and six is a reasonable expectation for those final eight games. And 2-6 and six is not going to get it done. That won't get it done if the Wizards go 0-8. All that will get the Bulls is one game back of that 10 spot. And if the Wizards somehow go 0-8, that would mean that they're a playoff team at 29-43. and 43, Which I almost would want to happen because it would prove to the NBA that 10 playoff teams was a terrible idea and a revenue-generating idea that, quite frankly, fell flat on its face, you cannot have a team in a playoff scenario at 14 games under 500. Maybe two or three, because we've had teams in the eighth slot before end up being under 500, because there's some disparity with how good the best team in their division is, which more than likely is the number one team in the entire conference, whatever conference that is. But 14 games under 500. I mean, it's kind of pathetic now that the Wizards are six games under 500 and they have a chance to get into the playoffs. So the Bulls below them have the Cavs at 21 and 43, the Magic at 20 and 44, the Pistons at 19 and 45. Those are the three teams that are below them in the Eastern Conference standings. Teams that are below them in the overall standings, so that's your Western Conference teams. The Sacramento Kings are 26 and 37, but the Kings have one fewer loss, so the winning percentage for the Bulls is worse. The other three teams that are worse in the West, Oklahoma City, Minnesota, and Houston. Houston's the worst team in the NBA. They're at 16-48. and 48. Second worst team in the NBA is the Detroit Pistons. So the Bulls are in that magic little sweet spot to where they could end up as the number seven team in the lottery, potentially higher, depending upon what happens. I'm not sure what the protections are on the pick that they gave to Orlando in the Vucevic trade, but whatever the scenario that would give that pick to the Magic, let's not have that happen. Actually, I think that pick goes to the Magic if the Bulls fall outside the top seven in the lottery. So basically, if the Bulls had made the playoffs, the Magic would be getting the Bulls' first-round pick in this year's draft. But because the Bulls more than likely are going to end up in the lottery, then the Bulls would keep that pick 
if they are seven or above in the lottery. So there are some weird rules when it comes to draft pick protections. All I can say is that the higher the draft pick is for the Bulls, the better at this point. They're not a playoff team. They need a franchise point guard. They need somebody that is going to be able to help run the offense along with Zach Levine because Kobe White is not that guy. Kobe White is an off guard who can handle the ball. He can't run the offense. The Bulls need a franchise point guard. They also need a versatile wing player because Lowry Markkinen is not that guy and you're not going to necessarily rely on Garrett Temple to be that guy moving forward. You want more wing players like Patrick Williams who fit into this mold of positionless basketball to where they can play down low and play on the outside. That was supposed to be Lowry Markkinen. And quite frankly, a new coach and a new regime did nothing to salvage his career at this point. It's time for a change of scenery. It's time for him to get out of Chicago. There's a reason why Arturis Karnishevis did not offer him an extension by the deadline prior to the start of the season. Because he wanted Lowry Markkinen to prove that he was worth keeping around. And Markkinen did just the opposite. He proved that he was well worth getting rid of, and the Bulls didn't get rid of him at the trade deadline. And you know what? The more that I think about it, the more that I honestly believe the Bulls were trying their best to trade away Lowry Markkinen and figured if we can't get what we want for him, let's keep him and see if he can help us make the playoffs. Granted, hindsight is 20-20 on a lot of these moves, but I bet the Bulls wish that they had gotten rid of Markkinen and at least gotten something back for him instead of watching him flounder in the second half of this year and have him walk away for nothing. If somebody offers him $20 million a year, good on you. Go overpay for somebody that has not lived up to his potential. And I'll say this, and I've said this on this show before, watching him in his freshman season at Arizona, I thought he had a chance to be the next Dirk Nowitzki. And that has not been the case. Maybe it will be the case at some point in his future, but that's not going to be in a Chicago Bulls uniform. Because I think that it is time for these two parties to divorce each other. The marriage hasn't worked. The kids are fighting. There's arguments about the dog and the kitchen table. And I don't know, I'm not actually married, so I have no idea what goes into any marital affairs. But this marriage isn't working. It's time for a split. The more that the Bulls continue to flounder, the fewer guys that I feel like are going to be a part of this team next year. If I had to give you a list right now of the guys that I want on this team next year, it would be Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Thad Young, Daniel Tice, maybe Garrett Temple, maybe Troy Brown Jr., And I like Troy Brown Jr.'s defense, which is why I'm putting him in this category. Tomas Sadoransky, take him or leave him. He's not worth $10 million. Al Farouk Aminu is making $9.7 million. Thank goodness that's an expiring contract because he's done absolutely nothing since arriving in Chicago. Cristiano Felicio, that's an expiring contract. Thank goodness to that as well. Denzel Valentine, maybe. I mean, that shot that he took last Saturday against Miami 
just speaks to his poor decision-making at times. But Denzel Valentine, there's something there. There's a scorer there. It's a limited player, but a player that's worth having on a roster. Maybe not at $4.6 million, but that's a player that's worth having on a roster. In short, and in conclusion, what can be gained from the rest of this bowl season at this point after a week of abject failure? And I'll call a week of abject failure since the last show that we recorded, the Bulls have gone 2-4. and four. Overall, they are 7-14 and 14 since they acquired Nikola Vucevic from the Orlando Magic. This was a guy that was supposed to make you better, and he will make them a better team in the long run. But it didn't work for this year. It's a great move for next year, but it didn't work this year. You got rid of an expiring contract in Otto Porter Jr. That was good. You got rid of Wendell Carter Jr., who may have needed a change of scenery. That will be what that will be. But you got back a franchise piece in return and somebody that's going to be a big part of your future next year and the year after. The key at this point is who do you add that is going to take this team to the next level? What is the core of this team at this point? I'll tell you who it is. It's Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, Patrick Williams, and a bunch of guys that are not yet on this roster, and maybe Kobe White. I can't put Daniel Tice in there because I don't know if the Bulls are going to be able to keep Daniel Tice. But at this point, I'll include Kobe White in there. You have four guys on this team that are a part of your core, that are a part of your near-distant future. But other than them, there's nobody. Thad Young may be around next year, but he's not a part of the core. Garrett Temple may be around next year, but he's not a part of the core. The core of this team is four guys and a bunch of guys that are not yet on the team. With no Zach Levine and no Nikola Vucevic playing, the only things we can talk about at this point that are worth our time are the development of Kobe White and Patrick Williams. Other than that, Everything at this point is a wash, and we can start talking about the draft and what to expect from where the Bulls might land in the lottery because they're going to the lottery. This season, your chances at the playoffs, they're dead. They're dead in the water, and probably for the better. The Bulls are on their way back to respectability, but there's still a long way to go, and I hope that everybody around the Bulls' sphere of influence understands that. That just because you acquired one player didn't mean that you were automatically a playoff team. Billy Donovan has got to find pieces that work with what he wants to do. And he has some of those pieces, but he doesn't have enough of those pieces. So let's see what the Bulls are going to be able to do in this offseason that will make us feel a lot better about where they're at at this point next year than we do right now. This has been a presentation of the Hoop Ball Network. You've been listening to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. Normally I would sign off by saying go Bulls in a very gravelly voice, but I'm not going to do that because what's worth cheering for at this point? Let's go Bulls to take ourselves out of the lottery. The fate of this team for this year is sealed. Let's see what the Bulls can do 
with their lottery ticket moving into the 2021 NBA Draft. Have a great week, everybody, and we will talk to you again soon here on the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. What's up, Hoop Ballers? It's your host, David, here to tell you about ExpressVPN. Now, ExpressVPN is an incredible service that affords you the protection, privacy, and security while you are online that you deserve. But did you know that you can also use it to access a limitless amount of international titles from your favorite streaming platforms? That's right. Hulu, YouTube, Netflix, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is the one for you. It's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. If you visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com slash hootball, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN completely free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash hootball. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.